Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Nicholas Upchurch and welcome to Believe. Here's an excellent clip from our show where we help you to attain true success. I hope you enjoy. Now moving on here uh, to health and wellness. I'm gonna give you guys a quote here. It's actually a Hippocrates that said that the natural healing force within each one of us is the greatest force in getting well. He also said that our food should be our medicine. Something that we know now that, we, that he learned, of course, most likely from Egyptian or Kemetic uh, priests and uh, professors when he traveled, of course, to Egypt. And, you know, he also said that, but to eat when you're sick is to feed your sickness. That's a very interesting concept. So, to eat when you're sick is to actually feed your sickness. Fasting is actually, it's something that's really, is rarely given the credit and the attention that it deserves in this world of health and medicine. And it's probably because of course, you know, the obvious is that we can't make money off of it. If these people, if these doctors could make money off of, you know, fasting, then of course they would tell you about the benefits. But the, pharma, pharma, the pharmaceutical science studies used in medical schools to teach doctors about human health simply don't focus enough on fasting for doctors to be knowledgeable about the subject to even tell someone, about, someone, someone else about it. Doctors, they also learn very little about nutrition and they're trained to prescribe drugs as the first result. Almost always, they're trained to prescribe drugs, which is just like ludicrous to me. Um, but a, Tarant a Toronto-based neuro, I'm sorry, nephrologist, who's uh, Dr. Jason Fung, he's one of the growing, he's one of a growing number of scientists and doctors to create awareness about the tremendous health benefits that we can be, be achieved through fasting. He understands that it's one of the oldest dietary interventions in the world and that it's been practiced, you know, for thousands of years. So when it comes to the research here, a study in Cell uh, Journal shows how a fasting diet can actually trigger the pancreas to regenerate itself. And it works to control bl blood sugar levels and actually reverse the symptoms of diabetes. Awesome. There's actually absolutely no evidence for the average person that fasting can be dangerous. Unless, of course, you're on prescription medication, then yes, clearly there might be some issues there. You might want to, maybe some exceptions that you want to look out for. But other than that, there's no evidence that says that fasting is dangerous to the average person. It's just not. And then after extensive research, he, among many other scientists, believed that it's quite clear that the human body was actually designed to go long periods of time without food and that it's completely natural. So according to Dr. Fung there, um, he actually recently reported, I'm sorry, recently published a book um, co-authored by Jimmy more and the book is titled the complete guide to fasting heal your body through intermittent alternate day and extended fasting and it really puts you know to rest kind of like those myths and those kind of negative things associated with uh fasting and how it's wrong and extended water fasting and it's unhealthy it really gives you a good explanation about a lot of stuff that's going on there he also recently published the obesity code which is unlocking the secrets of weight loss so you guys can check that out as well. But just to give you guys a little more fun facts here, um, when it comes to diabetes, the connection between fasting and diabetes, Fung, like 90% of doctors out there, was conventionally oriented. He is a he's a kidney specialist, and many of his patients had or they have type 2 diabetes as a result of that. And eventually it became clear to him that something was very wrong with the conventional treatment of these uh, type 2 diabetes. Now with type 2, the patients, they actually have to take insulin. They follow the recommended dietary guidelines and then they would still, you know, have several complications. They would almost always still have complications, mainly with their kidney. And because of this, 
They could go blind. They require dialysis. They can even require amputation. So there's been a lot, a lot, a lot of, you know, stress in those factors. But he's actually coming to realize here that fasting is actually being, it's actually able to turn that around. And just to go back here to um, doctors and that whole perception of our modern, you know, science here, an Egyptian pyramid inscription, this is written somewhere in a pyramid, um, in a, you know, in a temple, said that humans live on one quarter of what they eat. On the other three quarters lives their doctor. So we understand that we are living off of what we eat in a very, a very, very, very small amount of that. And everything else we're kind of putting in the hands of someone else. And we're allowing someone else to tell us what it is that we can't and can't do and what it is that's right for us and what's not. And it's just not the case. Honestly, we're putting too much on these people um, outside of ourselves when everything that we possibly need is within us. You know, also Alzheimer's and how fasting is actually really good for the brain. Dr. Mark Matson, who's the current chief of the laboratory for neuroscience at the National Institute of Aging. He's also the professor of the neuroscience at the John Hopkins University. And he says, why is it that the normal diet is three meals a day plus snacks? Is, is it, it isn't that it's the healthiest eating pattern. Now, that's my opinion, but I think there is a lot of evidence to support that. There are a lot of pressures to have met, to have that eating pattern. There's a lot of money involved, the food industry. Are they going to make money from skipping breakfast like I did today? No, they're going to lose money. If people fast, the food industry loses money. What about the pharmaceutical industries? What if people do some intimate fasting, exercise periodically, and are very healthy? Is the pharmaceutical industry going to make any money on healthy people? The answer is no. The answer is no. It really puts things into perspective. And like, it, it's, it's the thing that really, it bothers me a lot. It really does when I'm talking to just, I feel like, like anyone else about, you know, modern science and about everything else. It really bothers me because people truly, genuinely, 100% feel that these doctors out here are doing everything in their best interest. They can't even fathom, like, why would they lie to us? Why wouldn't they give us the right things? Why wouldn't they try to treat us? And it's so crazy. It, it, it really just irritates me a lot. You know, when I really have, when I, when I know that I think a little bit deeper or maybe, you know, and I'm sure a lot of us do. We, I'm sure we all see through that, you know, crap, if you don't mind. But I'm just saying, like, maybe it irritates me that I, that I happen to always think that way. Like, I'm always thinking about, like, the origins, trying to get deeper to the actual root of the issue and everything else. So in those moments, I just start thinking about, of course, it's a business. Like at the end of the day, they are not going to make money if everyone is healthy. They're not. And so like it just scares me and it saddens me that the majority of our industry really does think that way. We have doctors that go in, you know, scientists that go into the laboratories every single day and they're not working towards healing us. They're just trying to enslave us. And, you know, it really it saddens me, like I said. So fasting, it definitely can do good for the brain, though. And, you know, there is evidence of that as well for the beneficial neurochemical changes that happen in the brain when we fast. It improves cognitive function and stress resistance. It increases neurotropic factors and it reduces inflammation. Fasting is also a challenge to your brain and your brain responds to that challenge by adapting stress response pathways that help your brain cope with stress, um, cope with stress and disease risk. So the same changes that occur in the brain during that fasting mimic um, and mimic the changes that occur with regular exercise. It just kind of does the same thing. Both increase the production of your protein in the brain, that neurotropic factor, um, which in turn promotes the growth of neurons, the connection between neurons, and the strength of synapses. So by increasing the number of mitochondria in the neurons, the ability for neurons to actually form and maintain that information, the, um, the connection between each other, um, that connection also increases. 
So thereby improving learning and the memory ability as well. So there's even always, there's even more evidence to support, um, you know, the prevention of cancer and, you know, so many different things. So I think fasting, it's a great thing to look into if you haven't before. Um, I know that I definitely want to look into it further myself. I haven't done much fasting in my lifetime, but um, I definitely want to. I definitely think I, I see the be benefits and I, I believe the benefits and I believe that it, it can be very, very helpful and, you know, beneficial to us. So I would say definitely check out those, uh, those books by Dr. Fung, the, com the Complete Guide to Fasting and Heal Your Body Through, I'm sorry, The Complete Guide to Fasting, Heal Your Body Through Intimate, Intermittent, Alternate Day and Extended Fasting, as well as The Obesity Code, Unlocking the Secrets of Weight Loss. There you have it. Fasting may actually help prevent disease and illnesses.